This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You were looking good out there. You had a yep. red hat on. I didn't have a hat on. Red suit, red tie, even red loafers. No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Jake Kinnaman, a three for the tie. Off the backboard, it's gone! Jake Kinnaman makes it in! Off the buzzer, and we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world. Crawford, eight! Crawford's gotta hurry! Up! Oh, no! And even some things not happening in the sports world. You're, you're the bitter end. I'm the bitter man, I guess. <laughs> not the better man, the bitter man. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, the king of the citywide garage sale, <laughs> Mr. Steve Sell. I haven't even looked at the sheet yet for the garage sale, but boy, we had people making a parade to the uh, door because we have them outside, uh, posted outside, and people are just driving in. It's just like a turnstile clicking. That's right. Steve, have you had a good day so far? Been a good day. It has been a good day. Always, always a good day when you go to a football scrimmage. When you get to sit back, watch a little little high school football in the middle of the summer. Makes you feel pretty good. The Bullpups were hosting Clay Center, also hosting Hayes, and we enjoyed our time out there today. A little little hot. But Got you a but warm. you but you started to get that feeling back yeah. for football. Well, and they were in pads today. That makes a big difference because uh, you know, as big as some of those guys look they're even bigger in pads. One of the things that Coach Pav was talking about with us after is that he was telling his team, look, you guys have this week, and then they're going to go to a team camp at Fort Hayes over the weekend and into the beginning of next week. But after this, there's pretty much no football for the next two months. Right. Where they're getting ready. They are practicing. Well, they're not practicing. They're lifting weights. They're they're getting their bodies ready for football. And so it kind of calms down a little bit. But it was nice this week. Yeah, and for some of these kids, what a week it was. It They'd have uh, football in the morning, uh, baseball at night. Had football last basketball night. Basketball at night. Basketball at night. SPS. SPS. Yeah, and and they had a they actually scrimmaged. I didn't I didn't make it out last night. We were at Pipeliners. I did, I, and you did. Uh, they scrimmaged Hayes last night. Uh, a little more of a one on one today was a kind of a rotation thing where Hayes had be on defense, McPherson be on offense. Next play, Clay Center would come up and be against the Hayes defense. Then the McPherson defense would be out there against Clay Center's offense. Hayes would run some offense. And it was really, uh, you know, they, they kept it busy. Everybody pretty much got a rep. I mean, uh, to me, I mean, it lasted from, oh, they started, what, 9.15 probably? Yeah, about 9.15. About 9.15 and, and went to about 10.45, but it seemed about four hours to me. It seemed like we were out there a long time. But, Steve, you, you feel pretty optimistic walking around that group and watching them play and that you start to think about August and September and October and hopefully late November. Well, we but got, it's an exciting week and exciting time. We've got so many good players. I mean, it just seems like there's a lot of good players. 
And guys, I think you forgot about a lot of them. I really did. You know, I, I didn't think about it, but they're deep at a lot of positions. I mean, running back, it's like a veritable reservoir of running black of running backs. And you sounded uh, very French. I, I am. I, I can be, but you know, uh, a lot of running backs, and you know, the, the couple of positions that uh, are still trying to figure out wide receiver. I think you're going to see two sophomores really, maybe you know, start at wide receiver. It wouldn't surprise me if we have two sophomores at wide receiver. Uh, quarterback, uh, you know, all three quarterbacks continue to get a look. It'll be. I think the Hayes trip will probably tell us more about the quarterback position, but, you know, Dylan Rinker throws the ball well. Uh, Caleb Hoppus runs it and throws it well. Uh, Aiden, Hoover, Aiden Hoover can run and throw it well. So it just kind of depends because – Caleb Hoppus is such a tremendous defensive player. I know they'd like to, you know, keep him on defense just because, you know, the thing about one thing that started with Tom Young and Coach Pav, they've tried to go one way. Right. And not have guys going both ways because, you know, when we play like the El Dorados and the, you know, Rose Hills, a lot of those teams, they have about seven or eight guys that go both ways, and we just wear them down with our depth. But uh, we will have some guys going both ways. There's no way you're going to keep Cody Stufflebean, you know, off the field. And Cody Stufflebean, by the way, was a man among boys out there. I mean, he really was. Mason Thrash. Well, I tell you what, you get those guys rushing the passer. And it got to the point where they were getting in the backfield so fast when Hayes was out there, their center was snapping the ball over the quarterback's head because he – he was in such a hurry to look up to see where the bullpup pass rush was coming from. And I think they probably had, what, 10 snaps over the quarterback's head. There were a lot. Yeah. Well, Steve, I know we got our fix for football this week, but have you been paying attention to the Shrine Bowl coming up tomorrow yet? Yes. And and I really like, I like uh, you know, uh, Coach Bowerly, you know, of Heston. Kind of, he's got three running backs that are pretty good. Talon Peters, Salina Central, I think he had almost a 2,000 yards this year. His own Parker Roth, we know what Parker Roth is. He's a beast. Do. And now the third one, I can't. Oh. Travis Tice. Travis Tice from Pratt, who could also play quarterback if he wanted. One of the best players in the state. Yeah. So, and, you know, Travis Tice at Pratt, he played at quarterback this year, but he was a 2,000 yard rusher as a junior. But they had to move him to quarterback out of necessity, and I think they made it what? All the way to the finals. Yeah, they lost to Sabetha in the state championship game. Yeah, lost game. In the state championship game. He's uh, Gabe Hoover really talked about him. He says he is just unbelievable. Gabe had a lot of interesting things to say. Well, speaking of Gabe Hoover. There we go. I talked with him on Wednesday night. Now, remember that with the Shrine Bowl, they go up to Salina. The West team, that's where they practice Monday and Tuesday. Right. Wednesday, they then drove out to Dodge City. They practiced there a little bit later in the day. Practiced again on Thursday. Practicing again today. And then they'll play the game on Saturday. So, here's my conversation with Gabe Hoover from Wednesday night. We're joined now by former McPherson Bullpup, who will be playing as a Bullpup for the final time coming up this weekend at the 2019 Shrine Bowl. That is Gabe Hoover, who was an All-Stater on the football field this past fall. And Gabe, I know it's been a while since you've been able to get out on the football field. Have you been able to swing back and, and get back into the swing of things very quickly after a long time off? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I did my best to stay in shape in the offseason. You know, went and I drug Hoppus out to the college and threw him and took some buddies out, so... We've been, we were kind of in shape coming back in, but yeah, it's come back pretty quick. 
Is that something that you've seen across the board with a lot of the guys that are on your team on the West Squad for the Shrine Bowls, that a lot of those guys are going, man, I forgot about football shape? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a couple of them, but, you know, most of them uh, have, some, have football in their future, you know, and I think they've done their fair share of staying in shape, so, I don't know, I think we look pretty good. Well, what has the week been like for you guys in terms of practicing? I know that you were in Salina for a good bit to start this week. What all have you guys been doing, and, and what's the what's it been like on the player's side? Oh, it's been it's fair share of hectic, but uh, I don't know it's been a, it's been a blast. We normally have you know two practices a day: wake up, eat breakfast, go watch some film type of deal, and then yeah, just busy hanging out with the guys. So. And I'm sure it's been a fun experience for you in terms of being able to be around some guys that maybe you played against, maybe you saw on film and, and at least heard about in terms of being able to just go play and finally get to see these guys in person. Have there been a few that have impressed you that maybe you didn't think anything of a couple months ago and now you're thinking, man, that guy's legit? Oh, yeah, there's definitely some players like that. You know, it's always it's definitely nice to have them on my side of the ball now. Yeah, like you said, it's, it's definitely a good thing to have him on my side like Taylor Peters I've always heard of him never actually played him but he's legit um Travis Tyson Pratt he's a he's definitely a dog he runs hard and guys like that Isaac Mitchell played them all forever but finally have him on my side that's that's a blessing at this point I guess <laughs> Well, I was able to talk with Coach Bowerly earlier today from Heston High. What's it been like playing for a new coach other than Coach Pav? Have you enjoyed your time with Coach Bowerly? Oh, yeah, definitely. He's a great guy. Um, definitely cares about us and does what he can to make this comfortable and fun. It's, yeah, he's done a great job. Well, in terms of the game side of things coming up on Saturday night, what all have you guys been doing in terms of installing offense? Has that been a tough transition for you, or have they kept everything pretty basic for all of you guys? Yeah, I was definitely worried about that coming in. I didn't know what to expect, how much you know studying was going to be involved type of deal. Um, I particularly was pretty lucky just because the offense that we're running is a lot like what we did at McPherson, you know. Actually, a lot of similar calls, too. Um, but, yeah, they they dummied it down quite a bit, so it's been pretty easy. You know, we don't really flip, like, outside receivers. It's like you're an R receiver, you stay on the right side. You're an L, you stay on the left side. So it's my job's pretty easy. It's, it's mostly, you know, training up your linemen, getting that communication type of deal. But, yeah, it's been a pretty easy transition, really. We're talking with former McPherson I bullpup Gabe Hoover, who will be playing in the Shrine Bowl coming up on Saturday night in Dodge City. As you look ahead to this game, I know that you've probably watched the Shrine Bowl before and you've seen what some of the other guys have done, whether they're bullpups or whether they're other people. What do you hope to get out of this game in terms of what is probably going to be your last football game? Oh, uh, there's, I mean, there's plenty of things, but tonight we uh, were lucky enough to meet some of the kids and whatnot from the Shriners hospitals, you know, um, we got to go to different rooms and meet them personally and ask questions and uh, it was a great time. It's it's just a lot of fun to know that I'm out here getting to have fun and it benefits them. So that's that's the main goal. I win or lose, I you know I'm competitive, but they're winning, so it's it's whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's been great so far. 
Well, I'm not sure if you knew this or not, but there's a pretty good streak going on with McPherson I football and having at least one person in the Shrine Bowl every single year since 2008. Does that give you a sense of pride to be able to represent McPherson, to represent the program, the town, on the biggest stage that you can as a Kansas high school football player? Oh, yeah. It's a it's a definitely a good feeling. You know, I talked to some of these guys here, and we were one, yeah, we were asking each other, like, how often your team sends one to the Shrine Bowl type of deal. And everybody, or a lot of the kids here, were definitely impressed with how often the person sends one. So it's, uh, it's definitely a, an honor to be able to represent. Gabe, we know that the Bullpups are certainly going to miss you next fall, and they're going to enjoy w- watching you this weekend, 7 o'clock coming up tonight, or coming up on Saturday night in Dodge City. Best of luck, and I know that everybody here will be pulling for you, whether they're in the stands in Dodge City or if they're watching at home on Cox. Appreciate it, Jim. That was Gabe Hoover. who will be playing in the Shrine Bowl coming up on Saturday night in Dodge City. Steve, you and I went to the Shrine Bowl last year, and unfortunately we won't be able to make our trip out west tomorrow because I will be heading down to the great state of Arkansas for a, a family wedding. But Gabe Hoover was a ton of fun to watch play. Such a good receiver in space, such a good runner. And I think the thing that I hear from a lot of people when talking about Gabe is that he is much faster than he appears. And so you might think he isn't as fast, and then he starts running by you. Such a great wide receiver. Yards after catch. I thought that was his strength. You know, his whole career, it just seemed like he'd take a five-yard out, turn it into a 25-yard play. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the NBA Finals. We also have to do our Friday trivia. We'll do all that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back in this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, have you... Got yourself pumped up for game number four of the NBA Finals tonight? I haven't yet. Why not? I've been too busy with local stuff going on. I just okay. I just haven't had time to give my full attention uh, to the NBA. Now, is Clay Thompson playing tonight? We don't know yet. Okay. Kevin Durant has been ruled out for game four, but oh, we that. believe Clay Thompson will be playing. If Clay Thompson plays, book it. Golden State will win. You feel pretty good about that? I feel extremely confident because they can't they can't afford to lose this game. You know, I've been the champion of the Warriors all year saying no way they're going to lose, but if they don't win tonight, they're in big trouble because they have to go back to Toronto. Toronto only have to win one out of, out of two home games the rest of the series if it goes 7. And if it if it's 3-1 Toronto going to game 5, I don't like the Warriors' chances. I, I, I finally, you know, I always said it'd be greed and ego that would be their downfall. Not injuries. I didn't ever think injuries could be their downfall. And you know, they keep teasing us about Kevin Durant is not going to play. I just don't think he's going to. play. I have heard from several sources 
Ooh. My source being Bill Simmons. Okay. Who I listen to a lot of him and Ryan Marcillo, who used to be at ESPN. Yeah. But they believe that Kevin Durant will play if they are in an elimination game. Really? And so the hope and thought is that maybe they aren't playing in an elimination game at any point, that they're up 3-2 in the series, find a way to win, and that they do not have to use Kevin Durant. Because I think he's he's still hurt and doesn't want to have to think, play unless he really needs to. Do you to. think deep down Kevin Durant is thinking, see all you people that said they can win without me? Just just what I thought. You know, you need me to win. I bet he thinks that a little bit. Yeah. But did I, I didn't really get to ask you this. Did you like the decision with what Golden State did in Game 3 with just maybe taking a gamble that with no Clay Thompson, Game number 3 that you just anticipate you're going to lose, but just see if you could possibly think, win yeah, and let I, Steph Curry take all the in shots. In fact, I wrote that in my column. I felt like they kind of looked at that as a throwaway game. Well, I think that was their only option. Yeah. They and, had no Looney. They had no Durant. You yeah. had no Clay Thompson. Yeah. That, that was their game where they say, okay, we're assuming we're going to lose. Yeah. We're going to try to win yeah. without all of these guys. But if, and if, if we, we go do, ahead, then it's awesome. Yeah, and if we don't play him, the chances are he can play the rest of the way. And I think that the most pivotal game of the series is tonight. Oh, without question. Because if Golden State wins tonight, they get it back to even. They go to Toronto. It's 2-2. You never know if Kevin Durant decides to bust out the basketball shoes again once they get north of the border. And if he plays, then they could win and potentially finish up the the series at home in game number six. But if they lose tonight, and all of a sudden Toronto is up 3-1, with a game coming up in Toronto, then Golden State would have to win at home and then would have to win in Toronto in a Game 7. Now, if it gets to a Game 7, you know who's going to win, right? Yeah. You know who's going to win. Golden State. You know who's not going to lose. Golden State's not going to lose a Game 7. You know who is going to lose. Toronto. So, all they have to think is get to a Game 7. Well, my, my big concern is I thought Golden State, even though they kind of knew they might not win, they used a lot of energy. Steph Curry... And Draymond Green played a ton of minutes in that game. I think Steph played 44, maybe. He played until the very end and when Dray- they knew it was out of reach. Yeah, he, he played until the final, like, three minutes. And I don't remember Draymond hardly ever coming out either. I saw a lot of people comparing what Golden State had to do on Wednesday night to what LeBron James had to do several times against the Warriors, where it was Steph and a couple of other okay guys, and then a whole lot of nobodies. As I call them, ham and eggers. And LeBron not only had to do that in other series, but he also had to do that in the finals against the Warriors. There, yeah. there was one of the games, I think it would have been, it was. I think it was last year's finals, where he scored like 53 or 51, and they still lost. That might have been the right. J.R. Smith game, where, yeah. where he butchered that at the end of the game. But you can see how hard it is to win when you don't have all the help around you, and especially for Golden State, maybe the thing that stands out the most is, on a normal night, the people that are taking your threes are Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. When those three are taking your shots, your field goal percentage is very good. Now, when it's Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala and Jarebko, your field goal percentage is not very good. And I also felt like Toronto... Really could do no wrong in that game. Everything, I mean, Danny, everything went right. Danny Green. It was kind of the perfect storm. Who I, would I, have thought Fred Van Vliet would potentially have a chance to 
be a big, big piece on an NBA champion. I, I would have never thought. I just never thought he was big enough, and I never thought he was quick enough. You know, he he's he's kind of one of my favorite players because of cunning and guile. Cunning and guile. It'll you know, take a, you a long way. I'm a big fan of cunning and guile. That was Roger Trimmel. You know, Roger Trimmel used to always Coach Roger? Coach, Coach Trimmel? Yeah, the, fa- the godfather of dog ball. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he was a big cunning and guile guy. I'm not surprised. Yeah. He's a big fan of pickleball. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was a really impressive performance by Toronto. The question is, do they have enough? Do they have enough to beat Golden State? Well, they need... They need a, Tonight. They, I think this is the big they one. They need a Clay Thompson to be at least... 80, 75%. They need at least a 70. A 75% Clay Thompson is better than most players at 100%. Well, part of it with Golden State is just a math problem. So if you don't have Clay Thompson, you don't have Kevin Durant, take Steph Curry. Let's say he scores 50 points. Where are you going to get another 50 or 60 points from without those two in the lineup? Well, I don't know, and that should. It, it, Draymond he, Green's not going to give you more than twenty. Yeah, Steph had, Steph had forty-seven of like their first ninety-five in the <laughs> game because he didn't he didn't hardly play like the last three minutes. So, what's your prediction here tonight, Steve? Golden State. You're taking the Warriors. Yep. Okay, so let's say they win. We won't have another game this weekend, but then they get Monday back in Toronto. What would be your prediction then? I'll say. You'll say Golden State. Yeah. So what happens if Toronto wins tonight? Okay. Do they win in five? Gotta like their chances. You You'd just, have to feel pretty good. You gotta, yeah, you gotta feel pretty good. But you've seen Canada would be rocking. I've seen a lot of three-one deficits in the NBA where the, the team came back and won three straight to win it. Give me the Raptors tonight, Steve. You're taking the Raptors. Give me the Raptors well, tonight. Okay. All right. Let's take our final break. When we come back, Friday trivia time. I've got some good questions for oh. you, Steve. Some of them are sports-related. Some of them are a little different. Oh, you. don't bring up Pistols, boys, that we were listening to. Oh, today. no, we, we won't do anything right. like that. Nothing too crazy. Right. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, Steve, it is time for some Friday trivia. You have prepared for me several Chiefs-related All questions. All of mine are Chiefs. This is a Chiefs Friday for me. So my trivia for you, in honor of your favorite NBA team, the Toronto Raptors, is all about the great country of Canada. Uh-oh. They're somewhat sports-related. Okay. But it's all about Canada. I want to know how much you know about the great white north. All right. Would you like to you give start, or receive? You, you go ahead and start. You just... Give me a question. Well, when we look at the NHL, compared to the NBA, the NBA has one team located in Canada. The NHL has seven. There is one team in Toronto Mm -hmm. where the Raptors play. Those are the Maple Leafs. Right. Can you name me the other six? No. Will you at least give me the town? Vancouver. There is the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Montreal. There are the Montreal Canadiens. Quebec. You have the, well, that's not a city. 
Well, it's a, aren't none of the Quebec Nordiques? No. Really? Maybe like 80 years ago. Oh, okay. Other big... Where did, did Wayne I, Gretzky did I, did play? Did I say Winnipeg? You did not say Winnipeg. Winnipeg. You have the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. You need one, two, three more. God. There's one town that is also in the state of Kansas. And it's a school in the KCAC. St. Mary. No. How about Ottawa? Ottawa. The Ottawa Senators. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ottawa is the capital of Canada. Did okay. you know that? No. All right, two more. Wayne Gretzky. He Edmonton. played for this team. The Edmonton Oilers. One more. Calgary. Calgary Flames. Look at you, Steve. Oh, yeah. I, I, I got, had faith in you. I got lucky. That was pretty good. All right, I'm ready. Okay, who holds the Chiefs record for most pass attempts in his career? Well, I think Patrick Mahomes will have a chance to break that. Probably. But I would go with the OG Chiefs QB, and that would be Lenny Dawson. Sir Leonard Dawson, yes. How, how many was it? Do you, do you have it I written down? I don't have the number written down. I, I bet it's a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. Back in the good old days. Yeah. All was... right, so we're, we're both doing pretty well. Okay. One for one. My next question for you here is, uh, I think you're going to struggle with this. Oh. Now, that, now that I saw your, your positive attitude toward Canada. So Canada is broken down into provinces okay. and territories. Okay. While the United States, we have states. Right. They have 10 provinces, three territories. Can you just name a few? Manitoba. There is Manitoba. You named one a minute ago. Calgary. You named one a minute ago that was not a correct answer earlier. Winnipeg. That's a city. Okay. Uh, Starts with a Q. Quebec. There you go. Okay. That is a province. Okay. I don't know. I, I didn't study. We didn't study Canada. We only did Kansas. You don't know any more? No. How about Ontario? Didn't know. You have heard of Ontario. Sure, sure. What about Nova Scotia? Ooh, I thought that was just like... A bunch of bitty islands. <laughs> well, maybe that is the province. Okay. New right. Brunswick. Okay. British Columbia. Ooh. That's where Vancouver is. BC Lions. What about Prince Edward Island? Don't know about Prince Edward Island. Saskatchewan. Ooh, Rough Riders. Alberta. Okay. How about Newfoundland? I mentioned Newfoundland one time on this show. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. The Territories, the Northwest Territories, the Yukon Territory, and none of it. We Would just, you have guessed any of those? No, because we didn't study Canada when I was in school. All right, I'm ready for my next one. Okay. This chief holds the single season record for touchdown catches in a season. Touchdown catches 2010. in a season. 2010. 2010. Well, it's got to be one of my favorites, Dwayne Bowe. You got it. Dwayne. How many did he have that year? 15. That's a ton. Yeah. I remember the one against the Colts. Do you remember that one where they have the back camera on it and he's juggling the ball out of bounds and, and that, barely got his and toes in? And you know in. him catching 15 TDs? That's about the biggest anomaly it was of all the, time. It was the worst thing that could ever happen for the Chiefs because they had to pay him big money. And, you know, the thing on the, the thing about Dwayne Bowe was he made some of the most difficult catches of any receiver in the game. But how many drops did he have of easy catches? A lot. Oh, Especially a lot. at the end. Yeah. All right, so we're both. Well, my question, well you, you struggle. My, my questions are pretty easy. You struggle with the provinces. Yeah. Here's a question for you that I won't make you expand on, but you might have to think about it. So, in the United States, we have four time zones. Okay. There's four time zones here, unless we're including like Hawaii and Alaska. No. In in the continental United States, right. there are four. Right. How many does Canada have? Two. 
That is an interesting guess. I just considering they, it's longer. I figure they just cut it in half. <laughs> no, I have no idea. The, well, the time zones are the same. Sixteen. There are six. Well, you have the Pacific time zone. Okay. You have Mountain time zone. Okay. You have Central time zone. Okay. Do all these sound familiar to you? I didn't know we were doing geography today. Eastern time zone. How about the Atlantic time zone? That's another one to the right or the east. And then there is the Newfoundland time zone. Well, Newfoundland is really big in Canada, apparently. Six time zones. All right. And you said two. They just they have different time there. Cut it now. <laughs> Where do they cut it? <laughs> about, right. about, about even with us? Yeah. Say, so, okay, over there it's 7 o'clock, and over there it's 12. <laughs> All right, Steve, my final question. we okay, got a minute. This, this is too easy. The Chiefs hold, uh, I'm sorry, single season or single game rushing record for the Chiefs. 259 yards, but I'm not going to tell you what year. Yeah, the, the year would help. Jamal Charles had a really big game against, like, the Saints in about 2012. But I don't know if he got up to 250. My guess would be either Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, or Jamal Charles. Is it one of those three? It's one of those three. <sighs> I'm going to venture out, and my guess is going to be Jamal Charles. You guessed correct. Hey! Do you know who it was against? I don't. He had two fi- Yeah, it was the Saints, 259. Hey, that was the game. Okay. Yeah. I, he had a huge, like, 90-yard run in that game yeah. in the Superdome. All right, Steve. Good week. We enjoyed our week. Oh, yeah. we How stayed many shows busy. are we up to now? Almost 400. Ooh. Almost the big 400. And we were told we wouldn't make it to 40. That's true. I didn't know if we were going to make it to four. Well, we are going to survive the first week. I was told we had one day to prove ourselves and we weren't any good. We're out the door. Yeah, we almost were. It yeah. was close that day. Yeah. All right, Steve, enjoy your weekend. I will. Play some golf. I'll try. Watch some basketball. I will. One more time, you're picking Golden State tonight. Golden State. On the record, you're yep. taking the Warriors. Yep. Give me the Raptors. Then we'll see what happens on Monday night. All right. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk with you on Monday. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.